to Fine. Being the Life. Yay! <laughs> this is Ben. And I'm Nathan. Um, welcome back. We're going to jump right into it. This is our second part of our uh, discussion on mm. conflict. Yes. Um, and we'll drop you right into it. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. I hope you do too. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Like, what would it mean to be truly tolerant is to love and to be okay that you disagree with the the other. Hmm. Perhaps, though, not in a way that is that, um, but perhaps not always in a way that goes, well, it just is what it is. Um, you know, I, in fact, we spoke in the conversation with another, like, I use the extreme example of having um, a neo Nazi, like, you. I would say rightly and strongly disagree with the views of a neo-Nazi. Hmm. But then the question is within that conflict, such as Jesus with the Pharisees, it's how you then do that conflict hmm. because there will be a conflicting reality there and perhaps a very strong and rightly pushed back one. Like I, I, I want to be careful even if you don't mind me staying on topic, but shifting gears ever so slightly, like even the notion of conflict that, Whilst I don't think anger is always helpful with a conflict, I also do want to recognise the role anger can play. Like if you're a marginalised person or a person who is is on under the boot of oppression, like there is a space to be angry. There's yeah. a space for healthy lament and things like that. A- anger is a, is a healthy mm-hmm. emotional response, and I think it's one of the core emotional responses, along yes. with fear and happiness. Absolutely, I think it's just important to say that because I I I don't want our listeners to think that when we said before that that there's a difference between kind of a fight with anger and things like that, that we're not saying that there can't be a healthy version of anger within oh, something yeah, that you're definitely. passionate about and, or, or an injustice or yeah, something and within I, conflict. And I definitely wouldn't uh, like link fighting with anger. Yeah, totally. So like, totally. I have this really great quote from, it's from Diana Doral, but um, she says, arguing, arguing is a difference of opinion or conflict is a difference of opinion, but where there can be an un- underlying respect for one another. Fighting comes from a place where there is an intended hurt towards the other person and the focus on being right versus resolving an issue. Mm. I mean, it's a cool quote. Can I just say, though, what, what, apart, dude. what if, because there are certain opinions I don't respect. Like if I'm with a neo-Nazi, I don't respect what they have to say, Yeah, but right. I can love them. Exactly. And maybe maybe we're getting caught up in semantics here, so I, want to, I, I don't want to get caught up in the words itself per mm. se, unless we define them well. But I guess I would just go, I might not respect someone's opinion. True, but I think like I think for this where it comes from is like how do we press into relationships? Mm. So there's a certain level when we run into someone where we kind of go, all right, I've got to know you. These are the things that you believe. These are the things I believe. And I think you should stay at about that distance. <laughs> uh, and that's where we're comfortable. Totally. So with our hypothetical neo-Nazi friend, we might put them a little bit further back. Yep. But if we were to decide that, you know what, aside from those beliefs that they have, I actually really like them as a person and I would like to engage mm. in a closer difference, distance than that, mm. then you're going to have to start dealing with ways to respect those issues. Yes, yes. Um, otherwise, you can't bring them closer. Yeah. And, and, and But, of course, the qualifier being respect doesn't mean agreeableness. No, oh, definitely not. Yeah. No, because agreeableness would completely... Actually, I would say re- agreeableness is complete opposite of respect. Yeah. I mean, and maybe it's just how I've used the word respect. I've, I've often heard people say, 
well, that's my opinion. You must respect it. So I guess I, I just have problems of the word. Yeah, that's good. And that's good, yeah, because listeners might have the same sort of yeah, uh, things yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I get what you're saying. As in, I mean, I, I guess we would perhaps perhaps use some, some theological language. It's about seeing the other person made by God, loved by God. Yeah. Despite yeah. their hurts and things like that that have led them to atrocious views on on race or atrocious views on people of you know, different class or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's going, goodness gracious, you can be an asshole. But I'm not- <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, but I actually, you're I, a human being. I actually struggle with this a bit because, like, I was listening to some really great stuff, and I was like, the idea that you know, to really love people, mm. I'm like, yeah, cool, I get that idea. But then I was like, how do I run that into the fact that, like, yeah, some people just are not likable, or I don't connect with them. And even though I want to love them, mm. how does that work with the idea that they're just not someone I like? Totally. And it wasn't totally. until I was listening to, uh, it was a That's podcast right. with Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And he was basically talking about this concept. And he's like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, you can be at the checkout and the lady in front of you, let's call her Susie, is just, sorry for all the Susies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Susie. It's just like yelling at the cash register person because, you know, she's not having, like, she just has a problem or something like that. And you can stand there and like, cool, I love this woman, but God, she's being a dick right now. Mm. And mm. actually like acknowledging the behavior for what it is and you don't have to like everything about yes. someone. Yes. Um, I guess like, but that doesn't negate the love. Yes. But I guess like what I want to say is like, I guess repeat what I said before in that sense that how much you're really going to have to deal with that like issue is how close you want that person to be in relationship with you. Well, I think like what I wanted to sort of like leave everyone with was basically like some really practical stuff. Yes, let's do some practical stuff. This is practical stuff. So if you have a neo-Nazi in your life oh god and you're totally crushing on them <laughs> and you want to crushing have, on them and you, and you want to have a closer relationship with this neo-Nazi I mean crushing's a strong <laughs> word then maybe if your friends what if they're like super hot and you're just like down for that <laughs> <laughs> there's so much I want to say but I'm not going to say on this mic anyway <laughs> um, go on go on Ben sorry interrupted what are some let's go for some, some basic like do's and don'ts mm. in healthy ways to deal with conflict mm. um, and I think we'll start with some do nots mm-hmm. and I don't and none of these are like shaming stuff if you hear these and you're like oh man I do that all the time that's bad this is not shame oh totally not see but this, see we do this wanna, as but we do want to create some conflict with you to kind of go if you're doing this stuff then probably you need to check that totally totally and, 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 and can I just say like you know when the child's learning to walk Hopefully, a good parent won't smack the child when they fall over. They're learning to walk. Yeah, you know, it's like, and that's like what we're doing. We're learning conflict. We're going to stumble like the child learning to walk, and that's fine. It's 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 growing on the journey. Just to add to to that. So yeah, as as Ben said, this is not the shamers shame anyone. No, it's to hey, how do we do this better? I just thought that the shamers would be a really awesome name for a podcast. <laughs> the shame, the shamers, just, just the shameless, the or, shamers, or the shamers, the shame, shame, shame. <laughs> just like you're ripping. It's like a roasting podcast. Yeah, it. Anyway, anyway, so um, the don'ts. What are some do nots we have when it comes mm. to dealing with conflict in a healthy way? I mean, look, I, I'm just going to say two, uh, and I'm sure there's more. Name call, for example. I mean, that's just. I mean. I don't want to get off topic. You're so like your mother. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to get off topic, but but there's something very, quite literally dehumanizing when you say, I mean this 
literally, and I'll explain why I say this, when you call someone a dickhead or yeah. you call someone an asshole, mm-hmm. you're saying they're an actual ass, like the, yeah. the bodily part of it. They're no longer human yeah, you, you, when you name call. Yes, right. Like you that. remove that from them. You yeah. remove their personhood. Mm-hmm. You remove their image bearingness. And we've all done this. In fact, I just said before about the neo-Nazi. <laughs> what if they're an asshole? Is that interesting? So it's, it's, it's to not dehumanize, so don't name call. Um, that's my first one. But mm-hmm. have you got one, Ben? As yeah. Well? Um, like the one that sort of jumped first to me was like, don't nitpick on details. Mm. Um, so mm. when we start playing, the, the, oh, but you said, or you wrote this, or you did this. Mm. Um, like... It's really just you trying to get the upper hand and validate your own position mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than actually mm. like there's there's actually no real reason mm. to bring up someone because uh, on a details like that, because if we reflect on ourselves, we know none of us speak perfectly all the time. Mm. And so the details that we present are never actually they're just like a best attempt to try and communicate an issue. Yes. Um, and so when we start basically bringing up the court case on nitpicky details um it really is just it's it's more about ourselves yes um trying to get the upper hand than it really has anything to do with the situation that's actually going on i think we should make a distinction between detail and nuance like there there might be complexities but the point isn't to to use those complexities in weaponizing ways it's to use them to actually build to the bigger picture that they're the lego bits which are important Mm. But towards the, the tower that the Lego bits can make. Yeah. Or the cool Lego aeroplane, yeah. you know, for, that you're focusing on. Yeah. From my experience, no no conversation has gone well where it's the sentence started with, but you said. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did have initially raised your voice, but I think there's going to be nuance to this because I, I want to name those who are perhaps under the boot of oppression or injustice. There's a place to make yourself loud and known. And I guess this comes down to the different contexts of conflict. Yeah. Like, there's a difference if you're part of a part of a. There's a difference if there's a group of people, for example, and you're an individual. Like, you need to to make yourself known um, against the backdrop of perhaps oppressive voices or situations. But on a one-on-one level, um, there is times to raise your voice, depending. On the conflict, so there's. I say this is contextual. Yeah, and I think there's a. But there's, there's also there's personality factors, and there is. And there's well. personality like, factors. So because I've known people who like, they just get really passionate, and it gets really loud, and that's actually the most effective way for oh, them to talk. Oh, totally. And but I, I, I guess that's but, me as but, well. <laughs> but there is in noticing that there is a difference between volume and then speaking over, like trying to get ah, the upper ground ah, as and, far and as volume maybe goes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I think. So you, you said it rightly, Ben. This isn't... Um... Yeah, not... So I take that back. It's not about raising your voice. It's about speaking over. Yeah. Um, I actually called it up here... Speaking um, over... No, I'm joking. I that actually used the word that... on the list, escalating. Oh, good. Um, good. So can I just... Can you appreciate that joke that I just did? <laughs> just, anyway, sorry, Ben. I spoke over you. <laughs> That's my next one, interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go back, but no, I think, but escalating was in, in agreement with that. Yes. Like when uh, you'll start to really quickly realize that all of my do nots are anything that where it becomes a power play. Um, bingo. That's and Absolute for me that's bingo. the moment it becomes power play, um, where you're like, I need to consolidate my position in order to have power over this other person to either win or prove that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've moved from conflict into fight. Yes. Um, 
And so escalating is a technique that you use mm. to play. <laughs> As an analogy, if you ever watched um, any anime, but like Dragon Ball Z, like the fight would happen on a certain scene and they're like, all right, we're powered up. We need to go to a new location and <laughs> right, <laughs> go over okay. here and fight now. And it's a way of taking control of the scenario. Interesting. So you're like, okay, cool. I'm not doing well at this level. I'm going to build this up to a whole new level that I'm in control of. Interesting. And especially as someone who can hold a large space, um, and I know this for myself and I have to be very careful of it, like I can take up a large space personality-wise, um, I can use that to my advantage. Mm. Um, and so, oh, that is so true. And so my it's goodness. a power play. N- not yeah. oh, you, I'm just saying in general it's <laughs> oh, true. It, 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 <laughs> and yeah, it is about power play. And I think that's what I was trying to say with the raising the voice. Yeah, it it's, is. It's yeah. about how do you... Because, of course, power play often has things like vocal acceleration, things like that, though it doesn't always have to be yeah, coupled right. with that. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, power play. Yeah. yeah. Anything um, else of the, the, uh, the, just, the don'ts? Uh, it was... Sorry, interrupting. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> I know. It was perfect, though. Um, yeah, just the idea So of, what was uh, it? <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> oh, uh, am I? Is that who I am fundamentally? That's who you, are, that's who you fundamentally are. <laughs> um, that's funny. Go on. So, yeah, and again, like I speak all these all from personal experience and things that I need to learn um, to totally. get better and better at. Um, and especially like the way my brain works. Mm. So often I'm, my brain is searching for something in a conversation that I can find as a link. That mm. I go, cool. Oh man, I get, I get that, and I can link onto that and then run the conversation mm. um, and interact with it. Mm. But often that means I'm not actually listening to the conversation um, in a meaningful sense. I'm often just kind of listening for the point that I can jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it's in a conflict situation. And if we're talking about a conflict as a way of hearing each other out, hearing mm-hmm. someone's perspective, finding ways to run those into each other and find compromise, find ways forwards and find new um, new ways of thinking. Mm. If you're not actually able to hear the other people and you keep jumping in on their thought patterns, firstly, it's again, it's a power play move because you're actually breaking their thought pattern, their train of thought. Um, so it actually stops them from thinking. Yes. So you've, again, take, you've... Um, you disadvantage them and their ability to share themselves. Um, but you've also shown zero respect for them to actually have space. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that touches to what I will touch on with the do's and also the heart of, of the conflict. Um, because for me, I would say to trans, because it sounds like we're transitioning to some, some so, so we have some of the don'ts, yep, like don't yep, do that. Yep. And some of the do's, such as kind of like slowing down to listen and things like that. Um, for me, some of the do's, to, to transition to that. Unless you have any more no, of no, the... Do, the do, 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 do. do you have any more don'ts though? Before no, I'm I, good. Okay. Um, so for me, some of the, the do's then. So, so seeing this on, on the, the... what Can we actually... I, actually, I just want to jump back real quick. Sure. Because um, I've, I've reflected from my own experience, but I just thought from a larger perspective, like obviously regardless of a situation, if anything becomes like physically violent or totally. um, out of control or if for whatever reason you feel physically or emotionally unsafe, mm-hmm. um, then that situation needs to be shut down immediately. Oh, totally. Um, so and it's either like get out. Um, I, a technique I've learned is can we have this conversation another time? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to pause um, conversations. They don't need to be had all at once. Um, but yeah, that's... that's oh, yeah. A- abs- absolutely. And... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's 
we talked about it as power plays, but I guess in my experience, that's not something I've ever really had to deal with, thankfully, in my own life. But um, I thought that's something potentially listeners do have to deal with. Well, and, um, and, and I, they do and need to be validated and that, that's not okay. Abs- absolutely. And I think it's also the difference between a healthy conflict and a fight, um, which is an, a version of unhealthy conflict. Like yep. we we're talking about abuse or we're talking about yelling or we're talk, uh, not just yelling, but like actual power play that controls the other in in either physically abusive or emotionally abusive ways you need to find a way to to get out of that you either find a way or if you're on the other end and you're being that person you either find a way to 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 you to get out of it to calm yourself down or not be that yep, type of person right. in that situation yep. and as a transition point here mm-hmm. if the other person in the conversation or the other someone else in the group has communicated that they don't feel okay mm-hmm. regardless of how well intentioned you are being mm. you need to take ownership of that and kind of go okay cool um, mm. And that's hard, especially when you're like you're being well intentioned, and it's oh, coming totally. across in a really bad way. But if someone feels unsafe, then they feel unsafe. A- absolutely, um, and, and and yeah, and sometimes the person feel unsafe. They they might have particular triggers and things like that. And some of those triggers could be objectively speaking unreasonable but that yeah. doesn't mean that you don't take them seriously because right. they're still where they're at and this is assuming they're not gaslighting you but that's a whole different conversation yeah, that's a whole different conversation <laughs> that's right and but it's of course recognizing that they're that's where they're at and at the end of the day if you want to resolve a conflict you need both people to feel safe that's right regardless of the objective reality you subjectively you got to both feel safe. Exactly. All right. So on to do's. Yes. Yeah, so on to do's. On to do's. Um, well, and, and this kind of harks back towards the beginning of the episode of the whole amygdala thing. You know, we're going to have these reactions. It's about what do we then do? How, how, how can we then transition from the amygdala to that part of our brain that can critically think through what's happening and some very practical things you can do physiologically. So Enter into a conflict, some deep breathing to slow down your breath. <laughs> yep. Okay. Deep breathe, deep breath. Yeah. Okay. I, I wrote that as shut up, breathe and listen. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, breathe, listen, observe your bodily responses yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah. Especially if you're like, you, you want to jump in and mm. you're like, no, just breathe it. Breathe it out. Breathe it out. Um, <laughs> I, I want to be careful. I, I don't mean breathe it out as in, therefore, the reaction automatically goes away. I, and this is something mm-hmm. I've been learning as within my own counseling practice as well that and when i say practice i don't mean my own business all right as i do counseling as part of my vocation at the moment um is that we often equate feeling something as the need to react to something i'm saying there is there is the possibility and we call this mindfulness of being able to actually feel something but genuinely not react to it, which we often conflate the two. We often, oh, if you feel it, we have to react to it. Yeah. But I'm going, when that amygdala fight, flight, freeze response comes, it's about going, okay, how do I actually, f- what am I observing bodily within myself hmm. as this conflict emerges? And so part of it is, it's, so first of all, it's a deep breathing, bodily speaking, and it's about Sitting with how you're feeling, as if a, as if you're a helicopter floating above your emotional reactions, and just observing mm. it. I'm feeling this right now. Yeah. I'm feeling this anger in my chest. I'm feeling a, a tensity in my fists. And this is obviously something we learn. You know, it, it's that mindfulness mm. practice. So 
that's all I'll say on that front because I want to hear what you have to say and we'll go back and forth because I have to have some yeah, more yeah, but I want yeah, to hear but certainly do... bodily speaking the ability to be mindful to debrief to slow down yeah I actually want to jump in on that for a sure, quick brief second as well because like I was when I was dealing with some trauma at one point and I was doing some counselling um, something an exercise they got me to do was to basically talk through the um, like my daily experience mm-hmm. and as each time we got to something that happened in my day or whatever yes it was like where are you feeling that as that you recount really this is. that's good counseling and, yeah it was fantastic kudos to your counseling <laughs> and it was like okay no right now I'm feeling that in my legs and they're like well what do you think that that means so it was like mm. well I, I, I felt like I needed to rush um, <laughs> sorry I'm just I'm really impressed <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was so good it was so mind opening to me to kind of go oh wow my body is aware of what's going on yes even though my neocortex over totally. running over the top is totally. so like yes. conflated yes. Um, so I always found that as really good questions. Like, where am I feeling this and what do I think that means? Mm. And you actually get to make up what you think that means and it's totally cool. Yes. Um, yes. My first one that I had on here was be vulnerable. Yep. Oh, um, that's one of mine as well. So this is great. So go, tell me, um, tell us, tell us what do you mean by that? And it's actually a really, it's, it, it, it is completely opposite to what we were talking about as power plays before. Mm-hmm. It's changing that state of mind to going, all right, I'm actually going to be open mm. Um and realize that this is going to hurt on some level and actually be open to being okay with that. I'm yes. um, being, I hate to use this terminology, but to be strong enough mm. to not take the hits because that's not right, but to acknowledge that this will be a painful experience yes. for a good purpose. Yes. Um, and I remember it was something I learned back when I was pastoring and before I would get up for like a meeting or to try and speak or anything, I was, that used to be like my, my little mantra was be vulnerable, be vulnerable, be vulnerable. Mm. Um, and it's hard. <laughs> oh yeah. But I think if you can, mm. if someone in a vulnerable position in an intentional vulnerable position, so I'm not talking about someone who is finding themselves to be vulnerable. That's mm. like, that's someone at the victim of a power play. But if you choose to put yourself, that's a humbling position yes. to say, I actually give up power right now Ooh, um, like that. so that we can be on equal standing. Yes, yes. So that's what I mean when be vulnerable. And I, 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 I've called that when I've talked about it with other people, sitting with the, the angst mm. of life, sitting with, and, and the life in this context being a conflict, sitting with the angst and being okay with the, Oof. Mm. oofness of it yeah um yeah i, I like that uh, because because that's something we don't do well because we don't do conflict well we, yeah, we, we don't. but what would it mean to be okay with the not okayness of the angst of the the feeling of course with everything you said with the caveats the disclaimers yeah, of, of course yeah, yeah. abuse and things like that so with all that held intention nonetheless in the the non-outlier states um sitting with the conflict and being like okay, let's, this is going to be icky. And it goes to that mindfulness. Like, let's sit with that mm. and walk through it. Yep. Um, so, so, so another, um, do, do you have more on that point? Did you want to No, no, want that's to the end of that point. Okay. Um, so, yeah, some, some of the, the, the other do's I had, and you, you've touched on this before as well, and that is listening to understand, not merely to reply. Mm-hmm. So I won't say too much about it because you've already touched on that quite a bit. Uh, but put some more practical things to it, and that includes you asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, cultivate a genuine curiosity in the conflict. Yes. And we've modeled this in our other episodes on the, the heaven, hell, eternity, blah, 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 the judgment episodes yep. that we did. 
and uh, and that is a subsection of this and as to repeat back to them what they are saying to you and see if you can feel understood vice versa ben is pointing towards his notes because you said the same exact thing. same thing fantastic yeah. anything else you want to say on that though yeah i think it's just like um as far as just acknowledging the process so before before you get to resolution or before you get to bumping things together mm-hmm. just making that effort to understand where each person stands mm-hmm. and that the other person feels so i want to know that my opinion has been heard and that the other person actually understands it. Yes. Um, and then I feel like, okay, cool. We're on some sort of equal standing here and then we can pull them apart. Yes. Um, and I want to award the other person the same thing. Not only that I heard them, but that I understand it. And so that's me kind of going, well, I... F-, and I, this is something I've learned as well. I'm really picking up when I use the words I feel and I think. Because um, often in a, in a conversation, I'll go, oh, man, I, just, I really feel like you're saying something like this. And I was like, no, no, that's a thinking process. That's, that's a not a feeling process. process. Brilliant. Um, so I, I do that in counseling. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what you have said is this, and then repeat back a summary in your own words. Yes. Um, and allow them to go, oh, yeah, that's probably right, but this part would be off, and then do it again. It sounds tedious, but it's a really good practice. Oh, 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 ab- absolutely. And, and it goes back to... I Man, I think mm. a lot of things come back to mind, to be honest. <laughs> it's, 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 it's how we respond to to the present moments and in this context within within conflict you know how do we go about it Mm. um so i mean you were responding to to what i was saying is there a a a unique point or another unique do that you want to bring up um okay if i can just move on i guess like the sort of one of the last points i've got i did have another one to add on to this afterwards but Mm -hmm. something i've learned is to give something to respond to um Mm. so a lot of the times i go so this is what I'm thinking. La, 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 la. Vomit mm-hmm. all that out and then just sit there in silence, wait for them to respond. <laughs> That's brilliant. So you're actually and, uh, naming it. You just... No, mm. no, no, no. What, what okay, I'm saying sorry. is... Go on. What I've learned Let is, me listen to understand. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what I'm learning is a lot of the time I've found that that isn't helpful. Um, the, the vomit is good because I'm able to express myself, mm-hmm. but then at the end, give them something to work with. Sure, kind of go, sure. So what do you think about that? Or yes. what would you do with that? Yes. Or, and, and then get... And it's a very brave question, isn't it? It is, because it's actually kind of going, here's my stuff, mm. and then putting yourself back to that vulnerable position going, yeah. what do you think? Because yes. like, you're not trying to do opinion. power plays, which is exactly. that fight. Yeah. 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 Sorry, something else you want to say about that? I mean, I, um, I, I love that. Yeah, no, no, that's all i got to say on, on that one. Well, yeah. one that's... Similar, but but not quite, uh, and it goes back to that amygdala thing as well um, about that threat. And I heard this from a friend many years ago, and they've actually used it in relationships. And I thought, I was like, wow, that's actually really—it's as vulnerable as you get. So this is like next level vulnerability, and that is actually—and of course, this is if you're aware. All right, so this takes some cognitive mindfulness being aware of cognitive and feeling based mindfulness like mm. feelings and thoughts and that is to name the fear and the threat that you have Ooh, yeah that's that now that's hard yeah all right but he used to do it he used to be like the start of when they sense that there was this visceral reaction against what um his partner was saying he'll be like i'm feeling scared because i feel like you're going to abandon me mm. or that's an example yeah and yeah. i'm like wow but it puts it out there and actually draws it to a deep emotional yeah 
point of like vulnerability. I mean, it's hard because that's as vulnerable as you can get. I mean, the yeah. word vulnerable means it's a Latin word for vulnerable. It's it's put it's it. The imagery is put in your heart and being yeah. woundable. Oh, so like that that's next level. Yeah. And yet to arrive at that point mm. in conflict that you trust the other person enough to be like, hang on, this is why I feel conflicted mm. because I am. At my core, scared of X, Y, Z. Yeah, Whew. yeah, and that's really powerful because you're like you're really diving into your like what we're calling the mammalian brain at that point, mm. where you're kind of going, "All right, I recognize this emotion is in control right now." If, if you watch that movie Inside Out, like the Pixar movie, mm-hmm. um, and you got like the different emotions at the at the board, like, mm. okay, so fear is driving right now. Mm. Why is it doing that, or yes. what is it? Why is that in control? Yes, um, yes, and. Yeah, it's very powerful and deep to be able to recognize that and vulnerable to kind of say, like, I actually, feel, like, even saying angry, like, I think, and, I, and I'm glad we've talked about that because often we've kind of go, well, I feel angry and that sounds like a power play. But if you actually think about that and what it actually means, mm. like, that's a really vulnerable thing to say. Like, mm. I actually feel angry. Like, mm. and this is why. Yes. Um, yes. Rather than just lashing out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. And we talked about the nuance before, and I was rightfully corrected to not conflate anger as power play always i think it's more to do with my personal history i've yeah I've, yeah that's right. those two have often been conflated but you can be angry without the power play it's yeah, just being honest sure. with the emotion what about what about some of the things at its core its heart the heart of of these things maybe yeah. if you want to run so, through few and i can run few of few well i really only have the i guess like the one okay. oh, no no maybe two um one thing I've learned or that was taught to me uh, in counseling once was mm. um, to really, to, when you're unsure, ask intent. Yes. Um, so, because like we were saying earlier, when we start getting nitpicky on people's wording, um, it usually it means that we're not sure of what they meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, it's that moment of vulnerability going, look, I actually don't know. Mm. Um, what, what was your intent in saying that? What did you want to happen yes um or what was yeah and it just moves the conversation again down from the neurocortex into that mammalian space kind of going all right um because nine times out of ten from my experience especially if you're in a conflict Mm -hmm. situation and it's going you know in a fairly Mm -hmm. well place Mm -hmm. usually they have good intent most of the time yes people are like no i just want you know you to like love me and understand that this causes me pain Mm -hmm. um and if you kind of go, all right, cool, that's what you meant. Like it wasn't, even though it may have, I may have taken it as criticism, mm. where you're like judging me on the way I live, mm. but that wasn't actually the intent. Mm. So now you're like, all right, cool, we can alter our communication style a little bit and kind of go. All right, at the heart, you meant this. Um, I heard it this way. Um, if we just alter this a little bit, then I know what you meant, and we can move forward. Like, totally. Yeah. And I, I should just say on that. I uh, know. I think you're going to agree with me with this anyway. Just, just to name this really quickly. Of course, we're not saying that. Um, I mean, unless you do disagree, but I don't <laughs> think you will. <laughs> that intense, important to understand the intent. Of course, we're not saying that the act, the end result actions don't matter. Of course, because you can have best intentions, wrong outcome. Uh, and the outcome should be genuinely addressed. That's right. Like you can't say something hurtful and. Be, be like, oh, I didn't mean that. Uh, like, but I didn't like, mean it. But like, there's like, a half uh, truth there. I yeah. mean, of course, like we have to be, we have to understand that. But then, but, of course, but if something you if, say causes someone pain, then you need to be aware to like probably alter the way the language you use. It, it, like, exactly, yeah. and that isn't to say there's in the push pull because maybe there's a, a history or a trauma history in them, which is 
reacting. I, there's complexities, but there's I just wanted to say that. I agree. But I completely agree. And I, I, the, the point, of course, that you're trying to make, is, if I understand correctly, is, of course, you know, some of the words that we use, some of the ways. Like, you're right. At, at its core, um, we, we're trying to connect. And, it's, and this is kind of going back to that, the mid part of the brain, kind of like we might use a particular word and that becomes a we've associated that word with a with our with an amygdala response with a lower part of our brain response and mm. we go oh they just said but if you actually explain it and you actually unpack it yeah maybe there might still be differences all right so we're not saying this magically removes anything and you make it all la la land but certainly there is greater clarity for sure um something that i've been taught and we've we is is that the the problem is the problem, not them. Um, ah, yeah. So now that, that, that isn't to person. say, yep. now of course, we've said this before. There are outliers to that, you know, things like abuse, and that there are certain situations which are just black and white. Hmm. Okay, so there's obviously outliers to all these things. We want to recognise that. But what would it mean to see conflict like that of a dance to be learnt rather than a sword fight to be had? Hmm. That's the imagery I've used. What would it mean to learn how to dance? Yeah. Um, to see conflict as a dance rather than a fight, like yeah. swords, you know, mm. always trying to destroy each other. What would it mean to try to have conflict in a way that... Um, I guess that's where um, I like I like the terminology of the wrestle over yes. like a dance. Because, like, um, I think there is that certain level of push and pull in re- regards to it, um, mm. which involves a certain yeah, level of teamwork. Yeah, wrestle's good. Wrestle's good. Um, and, I, and I don't mean that in the... Uh, because like you can hear wrestling, like well, wrestling's about getting the one up, like yeah, on a on a sporting level perhaps, mm. but <laughs> not to make the analogy weird, but not in the love making way, like in the way that is intimate. It is yes, um, it's about connection. Um, it's about yeah. So mm. yeah. totally, totally. Um, do you have some more? I mean, I've, I've got like a couple of more. Though. No, no, run through it. Go for it. Okay, I'll just run through it because I don't think they require too much explanation. Um, stress, uh, we've already said, the stress, the relationship above the conflict. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. A personal mantra, and this actually saves me from what we've been speaking about, and that is the distinction between conflict and um, a fight, and that is of power play. I should just say we the word conflict I would say unhealthy conflict is fight. All right. So so I have used the word conflict in negative ways before and I probably won't just stop using it as a result of this. I think <laughs> you know you know common culture uses we're in war with XYZ country, we're in conflict. I'm like okay, that conflict's unhealthy, all right. But broadly speaking um when I talk about conflict, we're talking about in this way. And that is, yeah, the stress, the relationship. Pay, perhaps let me refine that. Rather than stress the relationship above the conflict, I should say stress the relationship within the conflict because part of the relationship will include conflict. And yet the end result, once again, with all the qualifiers and, and, and outliers taken into account, it is really about relationship building. Uh, and if you make it about that, that changes everything. Do you want me to say the last two? Mm-hmm. Cool. A personal mantra that I've got that in my better moments of conflict, I arrive to, and that is, I can't 
change anyone's mind. Oh my goodness, yes. I can only inform someone's mind. Yeah. And this saves me from both the control slash power game. Yep. And it also frees me to speak my mind. Yep. Definitely. When you realize oh you yep. can't change anyone's mind. Yep. You, I mean, gosh, it even say, I mean, maybe a bit off topic. It can even save you from anxiety in some ways. Mm. Because in anxiety, the fear is like, well, what are they going to think of me? But if you see it as, well, you can't control that. But not see it as a negative way because sometimes yeah. that controllessness freaks us out. <sighs> yeah. But if you actually go, oh, oh, cool. I'm not in charge of that. Yep. In the context of conflict, you speak your mind. Yep. And but you can do it in a non-anxious presence, yep. in a non-anxious way, in Definitely. a non-power play way, because power play is thinking that you can change the person. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that was definitely a, like a revelatory moment in my life where I learned that the only person I can change is myself. Mm. Um, mm. And I have no, even if I could change someone else, I don't have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's Oof, very humbling. So good. <laughs> it is. It is. And we're all learning that. Um, which brings me to my final point, and that's to have mercy on ourselves and on the other, because sometimes things will get messy, and that's okay. However, once it's all said and done, take the time to calm down, to reflect, and to seek better ways to do conflict. Mm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I hope everyone has found something in there helpful or useful, mm. And if you have any questions about that, don't hesitate to contact us. Or if you have any concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. Um, I guess like the the other thing I just would drop in there as well, but this is more from like a re- relationship, I guess like a committed relationship sort of aspect. Um, if you're struggling in those situations, getting a third party involved in a like a counselor or something yeah, like that is mediation, absolutely. Um, or just yeah, just someone mediating wise. Um, there's no shame in that, um, and it's yeah, like sometimes it can be the most helpful thing just to have some perspective, um, mm. especially if mm. you've got caught in a loop and it's hard to break the loop. Mm. Like, absolutely, just life. <laughs> absolutely. So brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's been fun speaking to you all. And yeah, it's great to be back on it. And we've got a couple of really fun episodes lined up in the coming weeks. We do. And uh, we will see you all for that. So catch you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.